Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Bill Schmidt, Baby Tau, sitting in for Ron Davies. Let's get right to it. Line one, Carl Farbs is at the Brookies Brook Central game. Carl, give us an update. Gentlemen, it's now halftime, but I have Brookfield Central 18, Brookfield East 7 uh, to get you caught up. Uh, Brookfield Central had, was driving, was picked off by Hayden Doyle of Brookfield East. On the 14, two plays later, though, Sam McGavin was picked up by Joe Cleary. He returns at 27 yards for that score, and then they did miss the uh, conversion once again. So as we sit, 18-7 to at half. Carl, thank you very much. Let's get to line two, Jerry Boltman. He's at the Waukesha West at Heartland Arrowhead game. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? Oh, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, last time I told you it was 14-0. It's 13-0. Arrowhead did miss the conversion. Uh, after I talked to you, Mike, too, of course, Waukesha West had their very best drive of the first half, went all the way down to Arrowhead's five-yard line and fumbled the ball on first and goal at mm-hmm. the five. So we are at halftime here, Mike. Arrowhead 13, Waukesha West 0. Uh, West deferred at the beginning of the game, so they will receive the ball at the start of the second half, Mike. Wow, that's like a double whammy when you turn the football over in the in in within the five-yard line man. and you're getting the football back. Man, that's tough. That's tough because you could have tied this thing or yep. taken the lead. Yep. Jerry's brought to you by Lynch McGuanago. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. They are the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. Got a huge selection of new and used vehicles from which to choose. Let's get to uh, line four if we can. Tony Resch, Cedarburg, at Homestead, Tony is brought to you by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Hey, Tony, really quickly before you give us an update, I was just talking about Jake Davis, the head coach at Germantown. I talked about coming out to one of your events and listening to him speak on servant leadership, and there was not a dry eye in the house. That's a good man right there. That's a, that's a great man right there, and I was actually going to Thank you for bringing up our uh, servant leadership influence meetings that we do, Mike. That was very nice of you. But, yeah, Jake is is uh, unbelievable person. And uh, that night, you're right, I, I was choked up uh, big time uh, to, to hear that story and share that with us was unbelievable. Way way deeper than football, and that's, uh, that's how we roll. So that's, that was outstandingly powerful that night. Well, I appreciate the invite to that event. Hey, Tony, uh, Homestead in Cedarburg, what's the score? Uh, right now we're uh, 50 seconds left in the first half. It is 42 to seven. Uh, Cedarburg did have a great drive after their first force punt of Homestead. Uh, they went 75 play, uh, 75 yards and nine plays. And uh, Rick, or excuse me, Ryan Schultz punched it in there, running back on a nice draw play. And uh, Homestead got the kickoff, drove it back down. Uh, as as I'm sure you'll know, coach wants to get it to 35 to get that running clock for the second half. And uh, did that. So Cedarburg has got the ball right now on their own 11-yard line, uh, second and 11 with about 30 seconds left, and uh, looks like they're just going to kind of run out the first half here. And and uh, yeah, no, 
No timeouts and throwing bombs. I know that. Let's uh, let's get to line one if we can. Mike Bush is at the Living Word Lutheran Lake Country Lutheran game. Hey, Michael, give us an update. Yeah, what an honor it is to follow Tony Rex. I appreciate that. Uh, we got two minutes left to go in the second quarter before half. Lake Country Lutheran thirty-six, Living Word Lutheran seven. Wow. Uh, the bat- yeah, the Battle of the Lutherans has turned uh, so far anyway in the first half. Lake Country Lutheran uh, that hard. Flashing tailback, Dane Vance, uh, scored his second touchdown tonight. This one was from 68 yards. Just this one didn't have to knock anybody down because he went untouched around the outside. They, they got this sweet little quick pitch play, and uh, he went 68 yards untouched. The Schumacher extra point was good. And then Lake Country Lutheran followed that up with their quarterback, wanted to get in the mix, I guess. And uh, uh, Ethan Wilkins, the senior, took it from seven yards out. Schumacher, extra point was good again. That's where we're at. Uh, just before halftime, Lake Country Lutheran 36, uh, Living Word Lutheran 7. Hey, Mike, uh, Coach Braskill, the head coach of Lake Country Lutheran, they lost in the state finals last year. And he said, look, our first practice was was very similar to what our practices were that week. He said, our guys didn't miss a beat. Nobody's head was down. They came in on a mission to get back to that game and see if we can't bring home the gold ball. And he said, all year long, these guys have just been on point every practice, every game. It's so far so good. 36-7, Lake Country Lutheran. Let's get to line two, Ted Lang. You're a big Ted Lang guy. My guy, Teddy Lang. Teddy get Lang. Here, Teddy. Cut, cut ahead. Come on, baby. Cut ahead, South Milwaukee. Teddy, give us an the update. Battle for Layton Avenue. Here we go. Layton College Avenue, brother. College <laughs> Avenue. He's too young. Ted, yeah, Teddy, yeah, he's you too are, young. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a young buck. You know, so I just want to say, you know, it's, it's an even bigger pleasure to follow my good friend, Mike Bush. Man, a lot of love going on around here tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah, all it took was a little argument between me and Ron last week, and everybody's singing Kumbaya, man. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like you, you got to spread the love, and, you know, it's the way it is. Uh, so here we are at halftime on the, one of the oldest rivalries in the state. Uh, actually, this rivalry, they announced, started in 1923. I was, so, at, I was at that game. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I was. And that was Prohibition. I wouldn't have be anywhere near that. So, but... Uh, South Milwaukee has the lead 14 to zero, uh, following an interception that thwarted a Cudahy drive. South Milwaukee went three plays in 80 yards, and quarterback Tarek Luzar hits his favorite receiver again for a six-yard touchdown pass. So at homecoming, South Milwaukee leads 14 to zero at halftime. That's a good spot for high school football too, out there great in, spot. at South Milwaukee. We had a a great game out there, man. My senior year, we put a good we put a good hurting on the Red Rockets that day. But uh, those two teams will always come to play. Good programs. Good. That's oh, awesome. Great, great programs. You know, great, great rivalry. Uh, both sides, crowds are packed to the rafters. Uh, there's no place to park. There's toilet paper, the trees all over the place. Uh, great atmosphere. Hey, uh, Teddy, thank you so much. Let's get to line three if we can. Alex and Zola. Franklin at Indian Trail. Alex, give us an update. Yeah, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Mike Bush. I mean, I've never met him or anything, but he sounds like a nice guy. So. He's, a great, he's a great guy. He's one of my best See, this friends. this is why he's my favorite Zenzola. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's halftime here in Kenosha, and it's 38-7. to Franklin over Indian Trail. Indian Trail fumbled for the third time in the game. Franklin converted that into a field goal. But then on the final play of the half, Indian Trail finally was able to salvage something here in the first half on a 50-yard touchdown run by running back Jalen Grant. So 
We'll see what happens here in the second half, but Franklin looking to put this one away. Yeah, no no running clock right now because they, they scored that touchdown, Alex. That's big. Correct. Hey, let's uh, thank you, Alex. Let's get the line one if we can. Taz, he's at the Milwaukee Lutheran at Mesmer Shore game, and he has brought you by Hyundai West Dallas. Go buy your car where I bought mine. Baby Tausch bought his. Go talk to Dan Richards, Highway 100 and Arthur, about some great sales and grand opening sales that they have. Again, Hyundai West Alice. Taz, give us an update. Mike, I got seven, six. Messwood over Milwaukee Lutheran at halftime. Milwaukee Lutheran seemed to get the ball rolling for a minute. It was a 60-yard screenplay to number two, Kenneth Daniels, that took it down to Sorwood's 20-yard line. Sorwood stepped up and put the clamps down quick, uh, forcing a four and out, uh, which stops that drive there. Then it was back-to-back turnovers by both teams, which led us to have 7-6 Messwood over Milwaukee Lutheran. Taz, thank you very much. That's a big game in that conference. Let's get to line four if we can. Tyler Peters. Here Whitnell. we go. Come on. Whitnell at the Hustlin' Hawks at Greenfield. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike. It is halftime, and it is still a 13-7 game. Whitnell over Greenfield. After a bit of offensive showing for the first quarter, the second quarter was really more of a defensive show, though. So you could say uh, for Whitnell, they've been doing it to themselves. They've been playing five, five, uh, four or five uh, false start or illegal shifts. Penalties. That's actually five or six combined in that second quarter between the two two offenses. Kind of a sloppy uh, second half. So it's so as we uh, like I said, it still stands thirteen to seven. But it's definitely become more of a competitive game. Greenfield, obviously, you know it's their homecoming tonight, so they're playing for that. And for Whitnall, talking to Coach Wes before the game, Whitnall apparently needs to win out to make it to the playoffs, so they're playing for some. So it actually got a little bit testy near the end of the first first half there are some uh, questionable hits so it's starting to become uh, more of a uh, personal game it's coming back to Whitnell and Greenfield Tyler that's Whitnell and Greenfield there Mike I'm telling you I got so many from there but uh, he, he brought up coach over at Whitnell Wyduck uh, a lot of turnover in that program man, yep. in the last couple of years and uh, even when I was there it, it started so this this turnover has been going on for for about eight seven eight years now can, can I ask you about that and and look, I I'm not going to give up any sources or anything, mm-hmm. but I had a guy tell me that look from the outside, Whitnell looks marvelous, man. Great facilities, you know, all, all of it. Yeah. Good, a lot of numbers, good kids. From the inside, it's a different story. There there are some some issues that this this guy, and he was a coach at in a program mm-hmm. at Whitnell. This is probably four or five years ago. He said, "You have no idea." There's some incredible uh, uh, hoops you got to jump through at at that in that district. He and, said and the politics is unbelievable. It can, it can be very very daunting, and I think that's definitely what's uh, what's hurt the program in the last couple of years. I mean, they had uh, coach go down to to Tremper, another a good step for him, but a program that, like you said, when you're looking at it from the outside, Whitnell the, the Tremper. I mean, I know it's a bigger school, but you you can right. you can ration it out of where you're at and and the competitiveness of the conference. But it is it's it's been tough for the last couple of years. So coach is a, a Whitnell alum, man. He's a really really good dude. He played up at Whitewater. Uh, he's going to get that program on track. He's got a lot of guys from what it sounds like uh, in the building. Which, as you know, as a, as that's a high school huge. coach, that's huge. It's huge. It, I was shocked when I was told these stories, and they were told to me off the record. And but this is a number of years ago mm-hmm. that said, "Look, you have no idea from the outside looking in. A lot of pressure, parent wise, administration wise." 
Um, he said, just take a look at the history of a lot of the programs over there and the turnover when it comes to coaches. Now, they had a basketball coach there forever. I was just going to say, Ken Kropa set the standard for, for coaches at that school, and he was unbelievable. I loved One him. of the best dudes that you'll ever meet, too. I, I mean, had more fun with that guy. He was fun. So now, he's, he's down in Florida right now, but I know, does he ever come up here and, and, and come in with you on a Saturday no, afternoon? No, but I wish he would. What I didn't know is how funny he was. He's Hilarious. fun. He's fun. Let's get to line two, and I promise we'll get to a break. John Moore, Mark, uh, Marquette at Germantown. John, give us an update. Mike, with seven seconds left in the half, Marquette first and goal from the three. Germantown's defense stands tall. Stumps them out of the end zone as time expires in the half. We have 14-13 wow. Germantown at the half. Hey, who gets the ball? That's an awesome Who game. gets the ball to start the second half? Germantown? Uh, Germantown gets the ball at half, but they had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty at the end of the half, so Marquette will be kicking off from the 50. So they'll get it at the okay. 20, but what, man, what, you want to talk about a, 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 a locker room at halftime that's going to be jacked up. You stop them on the one-yard line mm-hmm. a couple of plays before half, they're talk ready to go. Talk about being at home, homecoming. You get a stand like that. Place is going nuts. And and for that, too, you look over on the Marquette sideline, those boys aren't going to sit down. They're not going to no, lay down. Never and and that's, a, that's a really, really, really good program that they have over there. And some strong, strong athletes. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to a break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time now for your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela. Oak Creek and Racine Horlick tied at 14 headed into the second half. Muskego blowing by Oconomowoc, 38-0. Germantown hanging on. They're 14-13 on top against Marquette. New Berlin West leads Wisconsin Lutheran, 15-14. Sherwood Mesmer, 7-6. They lead Milwaukee Lutheran. Homestead blowing by Cedarburg, 35-7. Greendale Martin Luther, a 21-0 lead against Kenosha St. Joe's. Burlington, 41-6 over Delavandarian. New Berlin Eisenhower on top, 42-0 against Pius. And Kenosha Bradford leads Racine Park 7-6. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's already getting kind of cold, but get your windows in before it gets really cold. Go to PellaWI.com radio. And this has been your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Ryan Horvat, the producer here, is Mike and Billy. Step back into the room. Brewers up four to three, guys. We don't have any calls to bring in, so I thought I'd throw Hold that on. out there. You say you say producer. I say producer host. Come on now. Give yourself a little credit there, Ryan You're right. I get, to, I get to talk every once in a while on Secret. Saturdays. Uh, if you guys tune in, uh, cutting edge Secret. outdoors. Could you, uh, are we all hosting this show now? Yeah. No, yes. I was just going to ask uh, no, Horvath. Anthony. I, I was going to ask uh, Horvath, Hornschwagel or no Hornschwagel? Let's load it up. <laughs> Let's load. You know what? That'd be okay with me. That would be all right. Hey, you know I know. What's a you know how I, Do you know how I know Anthony? Do you know this? I went to school with his uncle. 
John Volt. See, now I've heard his dad is somebody that I want to hang out with. Matt, Tony's a man. He is the man. I, I When Tony had his place on North Avenue, it was a Dell Italian man. He, mm-hmm. I, I know why it didn't make it. Because I'd walk in, have a pocket full of money. Tony said, I don't want your money. Well, Anthony brought, go, in, Anthony brought in like the first couple of days that he oh, was intern. Yep. He brought in these meatball just subs, that man. up, was talking to Rami about it just before the show. Incredible. They were in, I'm telling you, his dad and his mom, I've known his mom since she was five years old. Now, this is a cool, this is a cool thing. Now, I know teams are doing this a lot more still, and it was kind of on the front end when I was getting in, are like team dinners. And, and when you talk about high school kids in, in this environment and what you know these games on Friday nights mean to these kids – we would have it where, you know, every Friday after school, you knew you were playing, all the offensive linemen would go over to somebody else's parents' house, and they're making spaghetti, they're making, you know, sandwiches or whatever. And then Wednesday nights, you're eating with the team, you're, you're bringing in the youth kids from, from across the street, and that's really where you're starting to build a lot of these bonds, man, because these feeder programs are becoming stronger than ever in this state. Yeah, I'm going to follow up on that after we get to Greg on line one. He's at, uh, well, he's at home, but he's listening to the Hartford at Grafting game. Greg, give us an update. Hey, I've got a score, uh, 39 seconds left in the first half. Grafton, 20. Hartford's coming back, though, uh, 14. Jacob Pepin just caught his second touchdown pass for the Orioles. This one, a 15-yard touchdown pass. Um, so it's it's 20 to 14 in what Baby Tausch, Baby Tausch is calling the Battle of the Birds. Hey, Jake, uh, Jacob Pepin was our U.S. Army player of the game. When we were out there for the uh, the Hartford Slinger game, Greg, thank you so much. Hey, to follow up on on that, one of the questions I want to ask you because look, I'm as you know, I'm an older guy. I coach coach a lot, and mm-hmm. I, and I for years have told kids this, and they roll my eyes. And you're the perfect kid to ask this. You're the perfect young man to ask this. I tell them unless you're going to a big time college, Division One, you're going to Wisconsin. Look, what I'm about to tell you, you can roll your eyes at me. But if you're going to go play Division Three. And you're doing it for the love of the game, which is phenomenal. I love Division Three football at the college level. High school football might be as, as, as good as it gets because you're playing at home on a Friday night against a rivalry with your teammates, your classmates, your community's out cheering for you. These are guys you played in the youth program with. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it gets. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm telling people that. You went through it. You played in high school. You played right. at Carroll. You when you look back, what what level did you enjoy more? You know, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the college atmosphere, like you said, in a, in a different sense because, uh, you know, I I grew up with the guys that I played high school football with. I became a man with the dudes that I played college ball with, and you're 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 in a different climate. You're on your own for the first time. For most of, most of us, uh, you know, we had never been away from home, and dudes that are older than you are really taking you under the wing and and showing you how to become a man by yourself. But when you're talking about the dudes that you grew up with, these are the kids whose mom would take you to practice and right. pick you up and, and bring, you know, watermelon in between high school, you know, two-a-days. And there's a different feeling than when you're walking around the hallways wearing your jersey or wearing the the, the suit and tie. I know I know for basketball, you're probably a shirt and tie guy. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, for football, there's something different about wearing your jersey down sure. the hallway. Yeah, I think that'd look a little weird if we had our players wear their jerseys in basketball, but... It's just, just me. It's, it's something different, man. And and when you're walking with your jersey going down the hallway, we had it where there then there was be a a coaching or a teachers weekend, and you know every every guy on this on the varsity 
is giving their their jersey to a different teacher and they're wearing it around the hallways and and you know and then your girlfriend's got your jersey on on Friday night and she's hanging out in the student section and everybody's talking it's a different atmosphere like you said when you're playing high school football because I'm looking over at you know my quarterback and whereas college it's like hey man come on let's go we got this and there might be a little bit more a little bit more to it but in high school it's I've known this kid since he was six years old. Right. We're going to try to win this game because we haven't beaten Eisenhower in eight years or whatever it is. Right. I, I just think, Billy, I th- and, and we talk about this a lot at, at Martin Luther, the, the the Friday night home game, even in basketball. Look, you know, we've only got five left. You seniors, we only have five, yep. five Friday night home games where the pep band is here and the, you know, the crowd is... It's it's changed at Martin Luther from that first year that we were there, as far as crowds and what 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 the atmosphere is like. We exactly because what of we, what you guys have built over there. It, yeah, you know what exactly what we had hoped would happen has happened, which is get there early. If you want to, if when Dominicans coming over, or mm-hmm. St. Catherine's coming over, or last year when Racine Prairie came over and J.C. Butler and those boys, you you got to get there early to get in, and so the JV game would be packed. The guys at JV would come out. Start the second half and look around and go, you got to be kidding it's me. It's packed up. Yep. It's packed up. And so that's what we had hoped for, you know, to build that culture of, you know what? Everybody's coming out. Student section is wild. They're having fun. The pep band's really good over there. And I, it's exactly what we had hoped has happened. Now it's time to take that next step over there. And I think that we will. And I hope that these kids, look, again, they roll their eyes at me when I tell them that because everybody's going to the show. And and we had it. We had. I and obviously I was spoiled. I, I'm a woodland guy. I know I know all these different schools. But right. when you're talking about the two programs like Eisenhower in basketball and, and Whitnell in basketball for those years when you know there seemingly was there was a different Pelkoffer coming through every every other year. Yeah. And uh, those Friday night games, man. When you're talking about the Falcons or the Lions or the Falcons and the Falcons over there at Brown Deer, what right. they have going Ooh. on with just an incredible program. You you build these things by winning one year. And the, then the students come out from the middle school, and they start right. seeing what it is. And they're starting to learn how they're going to have to work to get to that point. And, and we talk about kids changing nowadays and, and millennials. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a millennial. I'll defend my group sure. a little bit here. What it is is it's, it's a feeling that there's, you're fighting for something bigger than yourself and, and wanting to make sure that while you're in the workplace, you're feeling something being put out that's not necessarily just for for a brand but when when you're work when you're working with some guys that you grew up down the street with right the the brand is you and yeah. it, it, the brand yeah. is your neighborhood and it's some it's somewhere that you really really love and look when you're walking down the hall and and you're one of the guys mm-hmm. you're one of the guys you don't get that in college i i, I unless you're again at a, right. my son played 4 years at Maranatha Baptist Bible College he he walked on campus as their starting point guard mm-hmm. he was a two-time captain two-time academic all-american and we had lunch, and, and this was a year ago, and, he, and we were talking about that time, and he said, you never got it. I said, what do you mean? He said, you never really got it. You thought because I was a starting point guard, Maranatha, two-time captain, I was one of the cool guys on campus. I said, yeah. He said, Dad, look at my friends. I said, what? He goes, look at them. Think about the guys that I hung out with. Total geeks. He said, Dad, I was a total <laughs> geek, but I was the geek whose dad took the time to teach yep. me basketball. He said, "We did math tournaments on the weekend, Dad. and you can you can you can kind of be be your own person in college and like that. You can you can kind of hide with with your own crew and in in high school sports. It's it's tough because 
you can bring up politics and all that you want with certain different programs that you're going to find, but a lot of it is just like that. It's friends that have known each other for so long and, and, and worked together for so long. And, and a quick story about the rivalries, because we're, we're seeing all these different rivalries right. around. When you're talking about a college rivalry, there was one real true rival that we had when I was at Carroll, and that was St. Norbert up in, up in De Pere. Yep. It was, and why it was personal for me, like you said, Otherwise, I would say I don't like St. Norbert because they beat us last year. But it's it's the, the situation where I go up there and personally be recruited by both schools, so that's where it kind of brought in a rivalry for me. You walk into St. Norbert, and the coach comes in, and, and he waves his hand, and they sit down a stack of 16 championship rings in the conference that they've won in the last 20 years. And they said, this is, this is why you come to St. Norbert. Man. And you go to Carroll, and they're recruiting pitches. They brought the rings out for you, didn't they? We don't have any to bring out here. We want you to help us bring one. Uh, Terry Kelly, who does the uh, play-by-play, he does the color for Thursday Night Lights, St. Norbert Grad. I hate him. You know what? <laughs> Couldn't get a hold of the last weekend. 50th anniversary from St. Norbert. They were incredible, man. You know what? They they played Grinnell. They beat Grinnell 90 to nothing mm. this week. Let's get to line one. Alex, he's at the Franklin Indian Trail game. Alex, give us an update. Yeah, Franklin put together a great drive to start the second half. Only took him five plays. Running back Ron uh, Wilson takes it in for a second touchdown of the game. So it was 45-7, to but Indian Trail says not so fast. They take it all the way, the ensuing kickoff to the house, 80 yards east to west, and it's 45-14. to So no running clock here in the third quarter. Franklin has the ball, 10-11 left in the third. Alex, get ready. Uh, you might, if that game gets out of hand, we're going to send you home. But I need your Zenzola game ball before that. Let's get to line two if we can. Jerry Boltman, he's at the Waukesha West Arrowhead game. He's had a good one. Jerry, give us an update. Uh, yes, Mike. We are down to seven forty-three in the third quarter. The score now is Heartland Arrowhead nineteen, Waukesha West zero. Uh, like I told you before, half West received the ball. Started the second half, Mike. They were held, uh, punted it away. And uh, uh, Arrowhead, on their first drive of the second half, they did go down the field with the assistance of a 15-yard penalty from Waukesha West. They were able to score a touchdown. They went to uh, go for a two-point conversion, Mike, and it was no good. So we have a score now of 19 Arrowhead, Waukesha West, zero. Well, it's I'm UW Arrowhead, man. Hey, after starting 0-3, Arrowhead, they've won three straight. They're back in the playoff picture. And uh, pretty big game for, for Arrowhead to get – Fritz, and, and I'm a big fan of Fritz's and Steve Rock's head coach, Waukesha West, for that matter. But this is a big game for Arrowhead. Jerry, thank you very much. Yeah, big time playoff implications when you're starting to look at, we're in week seven now. Right. Um, And, and you're starting to kind of eyeball where, where you might be going if you start if you take these next couple of games and you, and you win out. Are you going to be hosting? Or if you know, you're Waukesha West and, and you know you're, you're going to be in, but you don't want to travel too far. You'd rather no. have that one in your backyard. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue to get your most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Don't worry about the open. I got my own music, man. I just like I'm I'm digging having Ryan in here and and, and giving him a little a little grief. He's too he's too, you're too easy on him in here. Man, Ron, Ron's too nice to him in here. 
You guys can rough him up a little bit. No, I don't think we can. He can hang with the best of them. You know what? He is, uh, you call him secret agent, man. He scares me a little bit. You're getting why why we call him that, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. I'm Mike McGivern. Alongside Baby Tausch, Billy Schmidt, sitting in for Ron Davies, National and Local Hall of Fame, Ron Davies. You're doing a good job. Well, I know, there's some huge shoes to be filled over here. And Coach Davies, I'm I'm hoping that he's back next week and, and doing well because, I yep. mean, I know you scared him, but uh, but he is also going through some stuff, and, and I'm, I'm pulling he's for him. He's great. a really, really good dude. You know what? And I tell people this that don't know Ron. If you talk about the greatest high school football coaches in the history of the state of Wisconsin, he's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's in that conversation. So he is uh, – like I said, what Matt, are, what are the coaches I love him right like now? Brother. The coaches right now in the state. I know we got some calls and we got some yeah. really, really good games going on right now. Who would who are the coaches right now coaching today that you would put in that conversation? Dave Keel, we've heard you know their yeah, score yeah, right now. He's certainly. in the conversation. I think Steve Rux out at, at okay. Waukesha West. I do. I think he's the best offensive line coach in high school in the state of Wisconsin. Bill I, Young. Oh, without a mm-hmm. doubt, Billy Young. I think uh, certainly Jones, the coach at Kimberly. I mean, they had won 70 in a row, yep. and he's got to be in that conversation. Um, but Keel, Bill Young, those guys are, are the guys that, that jump off the page right away. And they're and, joining guys like Phil Dacca, who were, were yeah, incredible, and, incredible coaches. Yeah, no doubt. And and there's some, some guys that I think belong in there that other guys don't mm-hmm. think. You know, I think Joe Cook is one of the best coaches that – you know, he's now at Paradise, Texas, doing his deal down there. But... And, and faced him many times, and, and he was one heck of a coach. There, there were a couple of nights where uh, I, I remember so vividly my first night on, on a varsity sideline. We uh, we went up against Coach Cook's pious popes and, and former Badger Connor Sanger at, right. at quarterback. This kid racked up, Mike, 564 <laughs> yards of total offense on us. I had him in my fantasy. We didn't, we didn't win that game. I had him in my fantasy team. <laughs> I had a big week that week. Let's get to line one if we can. It oh, was a good one to go against. Pick the, the quarterback that was going against Whitnell in those every days. Every week I did that. Oak Creek at Racine Horlick. Uh, down with Chillis. Give us an update. McGivern, only you would be playing fantasy football with high school sports. It's just, it's just dailies, Don. Hey, just man, dailies. Just dailies. <laughs> hey, Mike Weaver on an inside reverse for Racine Horlick will go 48 yards. This time the extra point is good. So with 4.30 to go here in the third quarter, Horlick is now up 21-14. to 14. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Oak Creek, you know, you lose two in a row and then you got to play at Horlick. It's, uh, it's a big week for those guys. Let's see how they respond. There's another good, good offensive line coach. You want to talk about Coach Hoagie over there at Oak Creek. Another one of my favorite dudes in the area. That's awesome. Let's get to line two, Jerry Boltman. Waukesha West at Arrowhead. Let's see if Waukesha West trying to get back in this thing. Uh, yes, Mike. We're down to 415 in the third quarter. The score now is Carlin Arrowhead 19, Waukesha West 7. Uh, Waukesha West on their second drive in the third quarter. They march down the field on a 26-yard touchdown pass from Brooks Blount to Trey Tessoff, and the conversion was good. And uh, we might be starting to have a little game here, Mike. You got it. Jerry Boltman is brought to you by Lynch McGuanago, the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. Let's get out to line three, Alex Zola. He's at the Franklin at Indian Trail game, and he is brought to you by Balasuri Brothers Pizza, their game day special. Two three-topping 16-inch pizzas, two garlic breads, and 20 wings. Mm. 
offer forty nine ninety nine. You can uh, give them a call at four one four five four three zero seven zero seven five four three zero seven zero seven. Alex and Zola, give us an update. Mac, that sounds absolutely delicious. It's insane. It's time. so it's so good, Alex. I could I could probably knock down. A full 16-incher and the 20 wings by myself. You know, that's the issue. Ron doesn't need as much as you. Hey, Alex, give us an update. Well, Mac, not much more to report here. Uh, Franklin actually just intercepted it on the play I just watched. But it's 52-14, to 14, Franklin. They put together another long drive with another touchdown, 343 left in third. This game, for all intents and purposes, is over. But the only business left to be resolved tonight is Zenzola game ball. And the only unfortunate thing tonight, Mac, is that I can only give it to one person. I mean, nope, nope, Alex, Alex, we're going to take some yeah. money out of your brother's paycheck, and we're going to get you a couple more game balls for tonight. He makes too much money. <laughs> okay, well, very well. I mean, you've got to give it to a couple guys on the offense here tonight. I mean, number one, Ron Wilson, he had two touchdowns tonight. He's been outstanding, and he's a big guy. He's been hard to bring down for Indian Trail. Um, just really impressed watching him run. Elliot Harris as well had that 37-yard touchdown reception. He's been a big contributor in this game. Um, even the quarterback, Mac Devinger, has had a couple of good quarterback keepers for big games. I mean, just so many players on this offense have touched the ball tonight and made plays for Franklin, and they've just been fun and really impressive to watch. Uh, got to give it to them. we got a running clock here in the third, so Franklin just trying to run it out now, I guess. Hey, man, a lot of Zenzola game balls. You know, the problem is that comes out of my budget. So, Oh, no, we'll take it out of that Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Fund. Come there, on now. A lot of money got in that budget. a lot of budget. money over there. There you go. Let's get, thank you, Alex. Let's get to line four, Ted Lang. He's at the Cut A at South Milwaukee game. Hey, Ted, before you give us a score, we were talking about some of the greatest high school football coaches, not only in the history, but, but now in the area. We've talked about Bill Young. We've talked about Dave Keel. I've thrown Steve Rux in there as well. Who are some of the guys you would throw in there? Uh, well, obviously, you got to throw in uh, Tom Taraska. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you got to mm-hmm. throw in, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kimberly. Steve Jones. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, Jorgensen. Uh, yep. I think he's out. Where's he at? Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, there's there's still a bunch out there. Hey, you know? hey yeah. Teddy, I threw Joe Cook in. Absolutely. Yeah. I throw Joe Cook in, too. Good. Yeah, when you're talking about a guy yeah, that, that was uh, around this this area coaching high school football, and like you said, Mike, was so meaningful to the area, he, he raised the competition, and, and whatever you want about moving around, that dude raised the competition wherever he was at and whatever, whatever conference he was in. Hey, Billy, I don't know if you know this. The first year he came back and coached here was at Dominican. I was coaching basketball at Dominican at the time. The year before our varsity football team, did not score a point the mm-hmm. whole year. Didn't score a point. They didn't. They didn't block a punt, get a pick, get a fumble. They didn't score a point. Two years later, he got to the state finals. I mean, he, he took a program that was dormant that nobody right. wanted, and he took it. And with a kid named Stony Craig and some kids that I actually had as freshmen, and they were big kids, and he and he motivated them and got them in the state final. One it's thing that I remember about that dude, wherever he was. He made sure that if whatever whatever program you were at, uh, and and whatever you were doing, whatever was your thing, he was going to make sure that if you if you wanted to be a part of the football program, he was going to put a press on you to make sure that you were a part of the football program. Right. Oh, and, you and walked that, the That's halls. how you do it. That's how you do it. You get into these hallways, and especially when you know these guys, and especially when you know these kids, you got to make sure that you can you can can get guys in from from other programs, and that's the one thing that you talk about. Uh, Jake Davis over at Germantown, we had that conversation a little bit earlier. 
And I had a chance to to be with some of the guys over at Germantown, some of the defensive coaches during a uh, the powerlifting uh, national championships this year. Right. It was up in Appleton. Really, really good friend of mine. He was one of my old coaches. Scott Schubert is over on the staff there right now at Germantown. And they talked about bringing in guys from all different – you know, if you were playing basketball, you could still do something else because we wanted to make sure that every single program had as much uh, – you know, participation as possible right. because participation is how you get how you get competitive, especially in football. And that's that's how you're going to win games. Hey, let's get back to Ted Lang. We lost him for a second. Cutting at South Milwaukee. Teddy, give us an update. Yeah, I was on that phantom line. Um, South Milwaukee goes up twenty-one to zero here in the third quarter. Uh, defensive back Jacob Wysocki for South Milwaukee, one of their track stars, steps in front of the pass and he returns it thirty-seven yards to the house. Uh, extra point is good, twenty-one to zero. On a surprise note, I, and I just I, knew, I just found this out when I got here, is uh, South Milwaukee has a new head coach. I don't know if you guys know that. Did not. Mm. Uh, John, yeah, Buntrock has resigned. John Galeski, one of our no favorites, way. has taken over the helms here at South Milwaukee. This is his second game back. Do you know that uh, they? Well, in my estimation, in my opinion, John should have never not been the head coach. No, they went, when did he move they, on? They a few years ago they moved him down to the freshman and they brought in I, I and I talked to John and he said, Look, this was not this right. really wasn't my choice, but mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I'm a rocket through and through. I'll help the program no matter what. But hey Teddy, thanks for that information. Wow. I'm gonna want him on after Absolutely. the game. Let's get yeah. to line one real quick. Carl Powers, he's at the Brookiesburg Central game. Carl, quick update. I've got one fifty five left in the third quarter. It is Brookfield Central now 21 to 7 over Brookfield East. Uh, Josh Thistle with a 27 yard field goal uh, to give us that score. Beautiful. Carl, well done. Thank you. We're going to get to a uh, quick break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time now for your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela. South Milwaukee 21 to nothing over Cudahy, closing in on the fourth quarter there. Lake Country Lutheran 36 to 7 over Living Word Lutheran. Whitnell ahead 13 to 7 at Greenfield. Arrowhead on top 19 to 7 against Waukesha West. Brookfield Central up 21 to 7 against Brookfield East Franklin. Taking care of business on the road, 52-14, they lead Kenosha Indian Trail. Catholic Memorial shutting out Waukesha South, it's 34-0 there. Slinger with a 35-zip lead against West Bend West. Racine St. Catharines, 42, Shoreland Lutheran, 14. And Racine Case and Kenosha Tremper tied 7-7 in the third. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Wendy's. Listen tomorrow to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. From 10 a.m. to noon, Steve Tenhagen from Burlington High School will be in studio tomorrow at 10 a.m. And this has been your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. A lot of games heating up. Let's get right to it. Mike Bush, Living Word Lutheran at Lake Country Bushy. Lutheran. Hey, uh, happy birthday to, to, to Coach Brasgill, huh? 
Yeah, that's going to be, if you can mention that afterwards, that uh, the place is pretty excited. They just actually scored their 42nd point of the game, and that's his birthday. Uh, he's 42 today. The fans erupted. His wife's jumping up and down. and uh, it, It's pretty exciting here. Um, except the actual game itself. We're, we're, we're at six minutes left to go in the game. That's because we're in a running clock now also. Lake Country Lutheran 43 and Living Word Lutheran 7. Um, you know, we've been talking about Lake Country Lutheran all night, rightfully so, but something uh, should be said, uh, there's something to be said about Living Word Lutheran. I mean, a team that I noticed um, has 24 players on the roster. Uh, 21 of them are actually suited up tonight. And of those 21, five of those kids are freshmen. Um, they're playing both ways. They're playing their you-know-what's off. And uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw, a fired-up homecoming night out here at Lake Country. The coach's birthday, there's just too much to overcome. And um, like I said earlier, they, they're averaging 45 points a game. They're stuck on seven. Uh, both teams have emptied the benches. Uh, there's six minutes to go, and there's a running clock. So, Hey, Mikey, uh, dude, stand on that Lake Country Lutheran sideline. Love to get Greg on. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Thank you. Let's get to line two. Mark Neeson, he's at the Oconomowoc at Muskego game. Mark, give us an update. 8.53 left, quarter four. It is Muskego 45 and Oconomowoc 7. Oconomowoc took this uh, third period kick and went right down the field. About three flags on uh, Muskego. And then they did it onside. They got the ball back, but Muskego intercepted them twice. So it's 45-17. Last score by Muskego with John Ricey, the one guy in the back who hadn't had a score yet tonight. Man. Hey, Mark, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's get to line three, Tony Resch. He is brought to you by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Cedarburg at Homestead. Tony, give us an update. Hey, Mike, the uh, clock just ticked to zero. Homestead with a 42-10 to 10 victory tonight. Uh, Cedarburg uh, put together a couple of nice late drives here and actually got a field goal on the board. Uh, they played their hearts out. Um, certainly, certainly looked uh, like they're... They're getting better every week here at Cedarburg. And uh, 42 to 10. I'd like to weigh in, or if I could, you were naming coaches. I didn't hear you say Jed Kennedy or Tom Swiddle or even Ben Farley over at Brook East and what he's got going over there. So well, if, I, thought if you, I, I thought you, I threw a couple of those coaches You in know there. what, Tony, if you listen to the guys we talked about, I think some of those guys will be in that conversation in a couple of years. But you're talking about Taraska, and you're talking about Dave Keel, and you're talking about Bill Young. Some guys been doing this for, and and Joe Cook been doing it a, a little bit longer than I think the guys that you had talked about. But I agree with Jen you. Jen Kennedy's definitely in that conversation. Yeah, starting that's to get second, into that real conversation. That second man. level guys are all those. Uh, there are some unbelievable guys at that next level. So I definitely agree with you. And and you know it's one of those who's the who's the best looking girl on TV. Everybody's got their own opinion, man. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw some other names out there of, hey, of up and comers. Maybe oh, J- sure. John Bonner should be in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You 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 sure. host a show with him, but uh, that All Star game that they put together, man, the best. Is, it's it's outstanding because too, Mike. What you what you're looking at those guys that are are going on to the next level playing in that game, but that that's a a, a marker for so many kids. 
that are are truly trying to make it to the next level. Yeah, I that agree. All Star Game is is a pinnacle. Hey, and, and Doug, Doug Sarver at St. Francis, Dan yep. Brunner of of uh, Hartford are guys that should be we should be talking about as well. Let's get to line four. Tyler's at the Whitnell Greenfield game. Here Tyler, we go. come on now, give Good us an news. update. Hey, Mike. Uh, well, just before I was about to get on, I was going to say it was a sixteen to seven Whitnell lead. It has now just been trimmed to a sixteen thirteen. Whitnall lead with the extra point coming up right now for Greenfield. They're actually kicking it right now, and it missed. They missed. Greenfield Good. missed the extra point, so it's a 16-13 game. How they how um, Greenfield was able to score there? Chris Lopez was able to hit a 14-yard touchdown pass to Skylar Gill Howard. That was with 8:41 left in the game. That's where we stand right now. And otherwise, it was a pretty uneventful third. Corey Whitnall was able to chew the clock up behind the right of a sophomore, Ryan Darrow. Not a big guy, 5'6", 158, but he was just run, running like a bulldog in there. Awesome. I heard the Whitnall players calling them the tank. He was, and he was running like one for sure, and they were actually able to uh, chew some clock up and get a score with 27 seconds left in the third quarter, a 25-yard field goal by Sam Suck. And so now we stand at, with 8.41 left in the game, Whitnall trying to hold off Greenfield, who was trying to win on their homecoming, 16-13. to 13. Tyler, thank you very much. Let's get through these quickly. Uh, line one, Jerry Boltman, Waukesha West at Arrowhead. Jerry, give us an update. Uh, yes, Mike. Nine minutes, 52 remaining in the game. The score now is Arrowhead 26, Waukesha West 15. The Waukesha West just scored a touchdown, and they went for a two-point conversion. were successful. Uh, Arrowhead on their last drive, Mike, First play the fourth quarter, they scored touchdowns, but they were pinned down inside their own five. Two penalties inside their own five, and the key play on that drive was a 62-yard t- uh, running play, and then they scored within their own 10-yard uh, line, uh, yeah. west 10-yard line, but 26 15, 9.30 remaining in the game, Mike. Jerry, thank you very much. Let's get to line four. Our first winning coach, Coach Brown from Franklin, in a game that I, I don't, I think a lot of people had Franklin winning, but not to the level that they did. Hey, uh, Lewis, uh, well done. Congratulations. Really big win at Indian Trail tonight. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it was. We got out of the gate real quick, which helped. Hey, Coach, the last we heard, it was 52-14. Was that the final? Uh, 55-14. The 50, final. 55-14. Um, our guy said, look, Von Wilson and Elliot Harris both had big games. Said your defense looked outstanding tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had, I think we held them to negative yards until the last play of the first half. Wow. The kid broke off a 60 yarder as time ran out. So, you know, we were happy that we were up, you know, I think it was like 38 0 or 38. But then uh, when he broke that off, it uh, made the halftime speech uh, slightly adjusted. But, uh, yeah. The same kid broke another one on a kick return in the second half. So one kid scored 14 for him. So give them, give that kid credit. He's a heck of a player. But, yeah, great overall effort by all of our guys tonight. Hey, Coach, enjoy this one. Last uh, score we had was 21-14, Horlick over Oak Creek. And Oak Creek, Horlick had just held Oak Creek on fourth and two from, from the sixth. Oh, wow. So that game next week, when I had your boys oh, in. wow. I had your That's boys in. That's next week. They they talked about Horlick and they said we owe those boys one. So you know what? Enjoy this one tonight, but understand you got a nice big one coming next week. Absolutely, no, we appreciate it. Our guys, uh, our guys will be ready. That's for sure. There's no doubt. Uh, thank you so much, Lewis Brown. Good win for Franklin. Let's get line one if we can't speaking. 
of Oak Creek and Horlick. Uh, Don with Chillis, give us an update. Hey, Mike, after you just talked about the fact that Horlick stopped Oak Creek on fourth and two from the six, they gave the ball right back to Oak Creek, and it'll be a one-yard run by Edwin Rodriguez. We're tied up at 21, just under six minutes to go in the game. Man, I gave Lewis Brown the wrong score, 21-21. Now you're messing with him. I'm messing with him, <laughs> no doubt. Hey, guys, let's uh, should we get to a break here. Let's get to a quick break, other side of the break. We'll continue our conversations with some winning coaches before they get on the bus or in the locker room. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 